This is Casual Battle. individual welcome back to casual babble i'm bc babbles and i am rejoined in the studio by somebody i have been meaning to have back on the mic with me please welcome back Brittany kanaski newly dirksen yay how you doing <laughs> good good i'm happy to be back and yeah coming back with a new last name yep, yep yep congratulations on the recent nuptials i saw as much as i could uh, checking out your stories on instagram the photos everything looked great it was amazing. So yeah. where did you where did you hold the nuptials at? So we did the ceremony at Jatan Park okay. on Lake Norman, and nice. then the reception was at High Barrel Arts location. Ooh, the barrel pictures is what I saw. I don't think yeah. I think I may have missed any of the ceremony pictures, so I got to okay. recheck those out. Yeah. But congratulations, and we just discussed that you're going to be going to Jamaica for your honeymoon. Yeah, December. We're December? Doing the, yeah, uh, Christmas and New Year's will be in, in Jamaica. Jamaica. Very nice. Very, very nice. Yes. So, uh... Again, we haven't had you in here for over a year. It's been way too long in my opinion. <laughs> but, you know, life, life's things happen. But you're back now. Yeah. And I had to have you in here because, one, I like to talk to you as much as I can. You're like <laughs> one of my most frequent chats on Slack. Yes. And But also this topic hit me recently. And this is really based off of like my personal attempts at gumption and consistency and whatnot. <laughs> But it's realizing that I think, and this might be kind of a phenomena, and maybe you can like give in on this as a life coach and a leadership coach, but I feel like there's a phenomena with entrepreneurs, especially those of us with like low-key undiagnosed ADD, ADHD, mm -hmm. where we go in, we develop an idea for a business. We even go so far as to like build like a website, all the basic stuff that we think is enough to facilitate everything and just kind of help things get going. But then as we go along, we realize, oh, wait, it's not just the front portion I got to do. There's a whole bunch of back end mm -hmm. processes and systems that got to be in place too. But with life moving sometimes quicker than we expect everything to, it's hard to like allocate time. So what's been stuck on my mind is just like, how do you, find the desired, the ambition, the initiative to take what you thought was kind of a finished product, but then go into the back end and like supplement, like add those supplementary processes. Right. And I think for me personally, there's a lot of struggle partially in time allocation, partially in <laughs> procrastination <laughs> and just, just like, Find just like finding the willingness to do it for me is so hard. And I wanted to bring you in here because I just wanted to get your thoughts and your experience with previous and current clients. Like how many times have you come across this in your work as a life coach and how do you typically touch base with these kind of topics? Mm, great question. We are diving right into right. the good stuff. You're like, <laughs> help me. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this is something that comes up with almost every client, mm -hmm. it's something I've worked through. Any entrepreneur I've talked with, met with, networked with, we all kind of complain about this topic yeah. because it's that the idea you go into business to do the thing that you love. Right. And then when you go into business, you then realize you have to run a business mm -hmm. too on top of, you know, all your client work. So right. you have to be the finance person. You have to be the admin, the salesperson, mm -hmm. the marketing person, literally the list goes on and on. 
And most of us aren't trained to do any of those things. We literally figure it out as we go, (laughs) which is crazy and entirely overwhelming for most people. And it's a lot of experimenting. It's a lot of fumbling. It's a lot of trying different things or asking as many people as you can, okay, how do you do this? Or what's worked well for you? And I think a lot of it, you know, people think it's about the motivation and, and the sitting down to do it, but I think it's more discipline. Yeah. Because motivation is honestly just a feeling. Yeah. And <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> right. Feelings. I was talking about this with a client this week and motivation as a feeling, feelings come and go. Yeah. You can't control them. So what we can control is our habits and discipline. Yes. And through those habits and discipline, we can then do all of this back end work that we need mm-hmm. in order to do the work that we love. So Part of it is wrapping your head around that in order yeah. to do the work that you love, you need to do these other things. So how can we create a process and a journey that we actually enjoy and it's not pulling teeth out to yeah. do some of this finance, admin, whatever, back end stuff, finding what works best for you. Um, but yeah, so it comes back to figuring out those habits, that discipline, what will work best for you. And that, like you said, systems and processes to right. make it as easy as possible mm-hmm. to so I always recommend and always think through which is your biggest pain point. Right. Which one do you put off the most? Like mm-hmm. procrastinating, which one do you just dread doing and you put off as long as possible or you just hate it and yeah. absolutely avoid it at all costs and start there and figure out a way to either do it easier mm-hmm. or not do it at all by maybe outsourcing or finding some sort of platform or tool that can automate it for you or do it a right. lot easier than whatever you're doing now. Now, have you ever had moments where you realize like across your client base, you have like a singular kind of almost very specific problem that's kind of across the board with clients? Yeah, this hit me last year. Actually, I was reading back through a bunch of testimonials I'd gotten from last year's clients. Yeah. I think it was the end of last year I was reflecting and I realized almost every single one of them said confidence. Okay. That's what they got from our coaching together. And, you know, they wrote it in their testimonial that I feel so much more confident Mm -hmm. going after my goals and what I want. So that has been a huge topic of mine in the last year now is, oh, okay, this is something people need. This is what they're getting from our sessions, even though it wasn't something I was necessarily advertising or marketing or or talking about before. So that was a cool realization. Now, when it ends up being kind of that same issue, is your approach kind of like, do you have like a, when it comes to like a very specific niche problem, do you have a singular approach or for you, is it more about figuring out how each person kind of naturally thinks and then kind of come up with like a custom approach? Yeah. It's usually custom for that person. Okay. Even if it is a similar tool I'm recommending, it's always custom to how it'll work best in their situation, in their life, in their mm-hmm. business, their work, whatever it is, because we each have our different you know strengths and weaknesses right. or what we're naturally good at and what we, again, kind of enjoy more or what we absolutely hate. Yeah. So with all of the learnings, you know, working with a client for however long, you know, several months, usually we can figure out, okay, we need to, we've tried maybe something over here that yeah. didn't really work. Let's, let's now try something over here, you know, so we have to continue to play with it, but we learn over time what works best for them. And then we can tailor things more specifically to that. Gotcha. Now tying kind of confidence into motivation and how we just discussed that it's a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like the end all be all key to all fixing things. When it comes to like, is there a difference in your approach then between things that are like feeling oriented, like sentient and then things that are operational. So for instance, uh, for me, 
one of the things I had to realize to go back into the back end to uh, make sure it was in place just to make even in initial uh, communications happen was that I had to not only just place a subscript a submission form on the website, but I had to make sure that it went through different backend pipelines to get to me. Mm-hmm. So things like that, as opposed to like feelings of motivation or confidence, is there a different way that you approach those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it depends on the person, but mm-hmm. when it's more the operational or task oriented things, it really comes down to getting really clear on what those things are that need to be done. Even like you just, your example you just shared was you started one area and then you realized there was so much more to it. So in coaching sessions, a lot of time it's really just talking through those things operationally or task or project, sort of like project management sometimes where Mm -hmm. it's, okay, this is the end goal. And then I just have my clients just brain dump on me. Okay. What, what are all the things you can think of right now that you need to do in order to get there? I'll start listing them out. And then we, go back through them again, assign deadlines or which one has to happen first. And then you can open up this other door to this other thing Mm -hmm. and list them out. So it's very, very tangible. And like, it sounds so simple, but it helps people so, so much because most of the time it's just rattling in your brain and you're, you think of one thing at, you know, in the morning and then later that night you think of the other thing and then you never write it down right? or you don't have it like in a system anywhere. So we're creating systems, we're creating deadlines, projects, plans, things like that. And then on the other end, when it comes to feelings, a lot of that is, it can also be, we need to talk through that or. Sure. Yeah, um, exactly. A lot of it is like self-awareness, self-reflection. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll assign like homework for clients where it's maybe journaling about something, yeah. you know, if you're working on confidence, um, reflect on different times where you started something new, a new project, a new job, a new role, anything like that. And I'll have different prompts for them. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like their own pump up list that they can refer back to. So it's less the task oriented and more the reflection and awareness. Gotcha. Now I feel like a lot of the re- a lot of times when, especially for me, when I'm getting like lost in what do I do next, I feel like I got ten thousand things just to take care of today. I feel like a lot of a lot of the time it's because I, I <clears throat> excuse me, I sometimes have trouble. Not sometimes, Brandon. Lie all the time. <laughs> have trouble differentiating between the kind of large scale scope and then kind of separating that away and then creating some kind of like, okay, what do I just do today? Mm. What can I do today? So when it comes to the separation of grand scheme strategy in the day to day, what are your kind of your go-to practices on kind of keeping those things separate enough to where you can just operate? Mm. Yeah. The day-to-day operations. Yes. Yeah, and it's interesting. Most people are usually good at one or the other, mm-hmm. the big picture strategy or the day-to-day tasks. Yeah. But then we tend to get lost in one, and then we don't complement each other yes. with the other. So it's all about first recognizing which is your go-to. Mm-hmm. So you you sound like you're more the strategy guy, like big ideas, yeah. big picture, long-term plans. like. And then I try to focus on day-to-day, and I get super stressed. Like my eyes starts to twitch. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> because, you know, the last three days, I've and I've never had this before. I feel like I twitch before, but like this, just the left side of my nose has been like pulsating. And I feel like that's because I've been trying to take my like wide widescreen brain and trying to make it streamline and just mm. focus on a day's work. And my face wasn't having it. My face muscles were like, you need to stop. 
Yeah, this is not working. You need to find an EA. You can't afford an EA, but this mm. is EA work. This is not what I'm built for. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. And it sucks. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how do you – is there like a a typical way in which you find you can maneuver someone from one side of the spectrum to the other? Is it um, about building more systems? Is it about replacing old ones? How do you usually go about that? Again, it, it definitely depends on the person. person. So, yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying not to say that too much, but it really right. is very custom. So using you as an example of yeah. like, all right, your big picture strategy person, and then you said you get overwhelmed, it sounds like, when it comes to the day-to-day stuff. Right. It's like I can't know. pull my brain out of the sky for a second. It's, it's what drives me crazy. Yeah. So this would be great for the brain dump idea where mm-hmm. you just start listing out all the things. So how to you know, where to start with all this big picture of what are all the things that I'll need to do, then start working backwards from that deadline or the end goal. And then you'll come up with at the very bottom of the list is, okay, what's the next thing I can do? Okay. And then especially when you're big picture, excuse me, you want to think about chunking it. Uh So you're not looking at a list of 500 things I need to do in the next three years to get to this big, big, big goal. We want to break it down as small as possible. So do little milestones, whether that's maybe quarterly chunk, monthly chunk, weekly, up to whatever level you can get to. So you're not overwhelming yourself. And you also want to start thinking through my favorite thing. And I've been talking about this all the time with clients. So it's just something uh, apparently everyone needs right now is like a priority matrix. Mm-hmm. So have you ever seen the Eisenhower priority matrix? Not in Hot Minute, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. yeah, I, I literally brought, brought it, so um, <laughs> you can refer to it. Um, but it's so helpful to think through if a task is urgent yes. or important. Those okay. are the two main things you want to think about. Gotcha. So the top priority things to always focus on first and maybe even right away in the morning is the high priority, high urgency products, yeah. or, um, tasks. Yeah. And then you kind of work down from there, but a lot of people tend to get stuck in the uh, urgent but not important things, mm. which are usually like email or you know someone reached out to you for something. Gotcha. And you think it's important because they just reached out to you. Oh, I need to get back to them right away. But if you stop and think about it, usually it's not actually right. urgent. It's just our brains are programmed to respond to text messages, right. to respond immediately to email, and always have notifications and dings and exactly. dings. Exactly. But if you start to think through what's actually important, usually right. those are more the strategic things that will actually move your business forward, like sales and uh, following up with a customer yeah. or a potential client or sending that invoice or following up on the invoice. Like those are the urgent, important things that you need to get done in order to do the work and move forward your business. But we get hung up in the, the email, the little tasks right. that feel urgent, but they're not. So urgency doesn't necessarily equate severity, just like timeliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like is there a deadline? Gotcha. A meaningful deadline. So email is just like it's it's timely. It, it just happened, but it's like it's not going to kill you to not get to this in five minutes mm-hmm. kind right. of thing. Yeah. Now, one of actually, and I, I'd love to ask also from like a personal perspective, when you were going in and developing Hello Velocity, which is your business, did you find yourself on a particular spectrum of things like coming in from either the day-to-day mastery or more of the grand scheme mastery and trying to find your crossroads? Yeah, I think I'm also a very high-level strategy person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved creating, you know, free downloads yeah. and doing the behind-the-scenes stuff that no one usually saw. Yeah. Um, not not necessarily behind-the-scenes like the admin stuff. Right. <laughs> We all tend to avoid that. 
um, but more like creating content and creating um, different tools for coaching clients or creating uh, workshops or things like that. Even if I didn't necessarily have a client yet that asked for that, I was like, oh, I could do this thing over here. I could do this thing over here. I'll offer that and that and that. And then created all these things, but then didn't do the sales and marketing to promote it. So then I had no one to sell it to and no one to actually execute it Mm -hmm. or to, you know, follow through with a client. So that was, that was my learning is how to actually prioritize the sales and the getting in front of people and how to actually make a business out of the things that I love to do and where I wanted to spend my time. I'm like, oh wait, people need to pay me to do this. And I didn't know how to do that. Same boat, same boat. It's, it's a, it's a process. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, so you brought in the Eisenhower. Um, I'm going to forget the name already. You just said it though. Eisenhower priority matrix. So let's delve into that a little bit. So what is your typical, like when do you find times to employ this as a coach? Mm. This, and again, lately it keeps coming up. People come to me completely overwhelmed. They have so much to do. It's all again, rattling around in their brain. They don't know where to start. And they don't know how to prioritize what's most important. Mm-hmm. So we, I literally bring this up, <clears throat> like show it visually. We, I explain it, how it works. We talk through what urgent means to them, what important means to them and whatever they're working on. And then we list out all those tasks that are again, rambling around in their brain. We list gotcha. it out. I type it out and then we go one by one. Is this urgent? Is it important? Is there a deadline? Mm-hmm. And is it something you need to do or can someone else do it? That's the other important piece that a lot of people tend to want to do everything themselves. And that's what gets them super overwhelmed is all these things that need to be done. I have to do all of them, but I don't have enough time. Or they are just super ambitious and they want to do everything and they want to do it all today. Yeah. Have you ever had moments when you're listing out those, those, um, those needs, those, those task lists where, You've ended up like where you, cause you just, you mentioned that you have to like kind of lead them into deciding themselves mm-hmm. the placement of a task. Have you ever had a moment where you had to like, it took like you're pulling teeth, like, like you couldn't get them to just decide on where to place a task categorically. And you had to do like, do it yourself basically. <laughs> like this is this for you. No, not necessarily. Really? Usually, okay. Yeah. Usually once we kind of get on the same page before we go through the task, yeah. what, you know, we define urgency, we define importance that helps them immediately to think more clearly Mm -hmm. and just boom, 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 go through it. But sometimes I have noticed that they'll give a deadline. They're like, oh, I want to do this by tomorrow. And I'm like, you want to do it by tomorrow or do you need to do it by tomorrow? (laughs) They're like, uh, no, I just want to do it. I'm like, okay, so what is a realistic deadline? That's usually where where it is, is like reining people back, especially all my clients are super ambitious. They have a lot of things, goals and things they want to do. So I hear that a lot of, I wanted to do it by then, or I said I would send them it, you know, by this date. Well, you said that, but did they need it by that date? Right. Or are you, again, that's just your MO is saying, okay, I'll get it to you by the end of the week or, oh, I'll get it to you by tomorrow. And you don't actually need to do that. Right. You're just super ambitious and want everything done immediately. So is it important to make sure that those tasks, tasks, once they're categorized, get like locked in place or do they ever like switch around as you, as the your client then starts to actually approach the task list and the categories they've set. Yeah, they may kind of change over time depending on, you know, if we learn more about the project or the task or we start to dig a little bit deeper, it may change. Or we may start to get new deadlines as we move closer because some of them could be, you know, six-month projects. Right. It's maybe not urgent yet, but then it becomes urgent as you approach those deadlines. Yeah. So they, they do tend to change. 
So they've worked with this categorization uh, strategy with you. They've broken down their task lists. They have an understanding of the urgency or the importance of what they need to take care of or what they should take care of, what should be on their radar to take care of. Now, from there, what challenges do you typically see when it comes to self-incentivizing to do anything Mm -hmm. at all? (laughs) Yeah, right. It's all good in theory to do this work, but that's where people tend to fall off in general is, okay, you can think through this, you can set timelines and deadlines for yourself, but then especially for entrepreneurs, if you don't have an external deadline or, you know, a a client have a deadline, you know, usually if it's a client deadline, you can be motivated for it. But if it's an internal deadline you made up for yourself, then it's easier to just brush it off and be like, well, I don't actually need to do it. Mm -hmm. So that is where we need to make yeah, like you said, incentivize and be really specific with the follow through here. So again, even if we list all these out or you list it out in your business, you need to attach deadlines to it, but have it somewhere like wherever you keep track of your calendar, your to do list, like not just in your notes from a session with me or on our spreadsheet or something, we need to put it into your calendar. We need to put it into your routine and your habits, your discipline, so it doesn't just get forgotten and like, oh, we talked about it two weeks ago, and then you haven't done anything with it. So incentivizing, putting it on your calendar, coming Mm -hmm. up with that next system for you of how are you actually keeping up on your tasks? Sure. How do you know what to work on on a day-to-day basis like for you? Uh, So something that's worked a lot for me in my business is using Asana for task management. Mm. It's helped a ton. Asana is beautiful. Yeah, like anything, especially even follow-ups with potential clients like mm-hmm. all the people that come to me and they're not quite ready they're like okay in three months let's regroup after my busy season and work or whatever right like, okay cool how am I going to remember in three months to reach out to them again so right. I have to put it in Asana hey here's the conversation we had they wanted to reach back out in November yeah and then I put a task reminder with a deadline follow back up November whatever gotcha no Asana's beautiful have you ever had do you have like a have you gone through other ones like trying like Monday or like teamwork in the past? I think I peaked in Monday. I might have done like a free trial, but I didn't like it as much as Asana. And, I, and I've used Asana for other like my day job before. Yeah. So it was an easier. And I've touched to teamwork and it's like, mm, I don't like teamwork so much. Yeah. yeah I've tried <laughs> I don't other, like teamwork yeah, so much. Yeah. It's like you got to find the one that works for you. You really so. do. Yeah. And I think the great thing about Asana, if you've never used it before, if you're listening, I think I love the. I forget which section it's called, but it's where you just like drag the board. Each each oh, uh, board. task is a is it the board? Yeah. Where you just like drag it over, and it's yeah. like it's all there. It's just like little pins you move over. I think that's like the best thing. Right. And then so. you move it over, and it like in the back and recategorizes itself. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, and it can be so helpful. Again, going back to the conversation of strategic versus day to day projects, is having more of a, a board that's just strategy. Yeah. Or more like an ongoing like to do list. Like these are my. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, you could even assign it by the day. Mondays, I like to do this type yeah. of work. Like for me, Mondays are more my creative. I'm writing content, newsletter, stuff like that, right. planning for the week. And then I don't have to think about it the rest of the week. And then Tuesdays are more my follow-up days. So I've started to even put my tasks specific to a day, which helps a ton. And yeah. then I just have my Asana email that morning at 8 a.m. It pops up and says, okay, here's a few tasks to do today. Like, great. I totally forgot about those. Right. And I appreciate you keeping me on <laughs> previous Brittany. Thank you for doing this and setting me up for success. <laughs> and then if you have those strategic, you know, long-term ideas, you can brain dump them yeah. into a board and then they're not again, rattling around in your brain. Cause sometimes that'll just pull energy away from you. If you're always, Oh, there's a project I want to do, but I don't need to do it yet. But you know, in the new year I should focus on that, put it in a task manager, wherever it is that you want to keep track of it. 
but just get it out of your brain, put it somewhere, give it a deadline. Even if that's a six month deadline, Mm -hmm. then you can come back around to it when it's going to be more important and more urgent than it is today when you have other priorities. And if you're like me, you need to make a lot of notifications leading up to the deadline, Mm, like weekly, daily, like don't, don't, I have to not give my room myself Mm. the room to let it slip too far out of my mind Mm -hmm. because then it'll be the day before the morning of and I'll be screwed. Yeah. 100%. Right. Yeah, I start doing that for some of my tasks that are longer term of like if I'm doing a presentation mm. or a workshop for a client, I have that. Obviously, it's a deadline of, yeah. okay, this is a day of it. But a month out, right. you know, I need to be doing things. Two weeks out, I need to be doing things. <clears throat> a week out, a day before, you know, I have all those deadlines mapped yeah. out too. So it's not not that it would be a surprise mm-hmm. coming up, but it helps me to plan more appropriately and not yeah. wait to last minute and then be trying to build a presentation the day before and then I don't have time to practice or whatever it is. It right. helps me really level set and manage my time a lot better. Yeah. And real quick, speaking of your high season, like when it's your high season, you busy. <laughs> you are all over the place. I'm seeing you on LinkedIn at this conference, at this webinar, at that seminar, speaking here, speaking there. Like how, how do you find yourself on so many schedules like that? Like you busy, busy. <laughs> Like, I'm like, does Brittany sit down in a week? Like, what are you like? Do you sleep? Sometimes? I do. I sleep a lot, actually. I love sleeping. Um, I need my like nine hours almost. Preach it. Oh my God. It's so good. It's a beautiful concept. It's so great. Not always attainable, but beautiful concept. Yeah. Yes. Highly recommend figuring <laughs> that out. Um, yeah. It's my busy season is right now like the end of the year yeah. into January, February, because everyone's either talking about goals for the new year mm-hmm. or businesses have some training and development funds that yeah. they need to use up before the end of the year. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's just a lot of conferences in the fall I've realized, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting when my wedding was October 21st right. and everything was happening in October. Mm-hmm. So I had a conference I spoke at the week, literally one week before my wedding. And yeah. then I did a team building event five days before my wedding, which I was like, Oh, this will be great. I love all these things. It totally won't be stressful. <laughs> right. It was stressful. Do not recommend. Do not recommend. Um, yeah. That was my personal learning to share here. <laughs> now, and I do want to circle back around to um, in- incentivizing yourself real quick, but, uh, but kind of going on a little bit of a, an Asana tangent. Mm. And I thought about this when we were talking about the board aspect. Now, is there is there like and maybe this is just like a me pulling it out of my ass, but um, do you find sometimes that people have to be given certain or different versions of a visual representation of their work? Because like with Asana, you have like I forget the different all the different ones, but there's like a table, there's like a board. There are different ways in which you can present to yourself mm-hmm. all that you have to do. And for me, we just talked about the board for me is my favorite version. But mm-hmm. but when it comes to the, the other visual representations, do you find that between your clients, like they need they each one has to have like their own version that they they their brain handle their brain handles a certain version better? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's so different mm-hmm. when it comes to visual cues and what works best for them. And even for me in Asana, for example, I love the board too, but I can't use it for everything because it doesn't always make sense yeah. either. But then there are certain areas, and especially if it's something where you have a long like to-do list or it's a long-term project, there's 25 steps at least. Mm-hmm. You probably don't want that as just a list because it's yeah. hella overwhelming to just look at that and go, <laughs> like, oh my God, there's yeah. 25 due dates and 25 things I have to do. And within each of those are probably three things to do. Yeah. So sometimes it really is about the visual cue and mm-hmm. maybe not listing them all out like that. Or maybe you start with that, but then you need to kind of trick your brain into yes. chunking it smaller 
or hiding some of that stuff until you actually need to look at it. So mm -hmm. break it down by month again, what we talked about earlier, monthly, weekly, quarterly, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, figuring out what works best for you. If it's a table, if it's a board for the sauna example, I do spreadsheets with each of my clients mm -hmm. um, because personally I used to be an analyst. I yeah. love spreadsheets. I can make them look nice and pretty, which is. I love that for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> spreadsheets scare me. Yeah. So a lot, <laughs> some of my clients are scared, yeah. you know, or they don't like spreadsheets. So I make it very colorful and playful and approachable. But then again, I highly encourage them all to customize it. What works best for them. So nice. I make it as approachable as I can meet them where they're at and then they can kind of run with it from there. And I have clients who I haven't worked with in two years and I said, they still go back to their spreadsheet and look at some of the things we did and, you know, still use it for like project management. So All right. it, yeah, it tends to work. All right. I love that for them. I really, really, I really, really do. You're like um, sweating, thinking about spreadsheets. We need to, we need to bounce off this, this topic real quick. <laughs> um, but going back to incentives, but incentives though, have you ever had clients who like they can remember that that because you talk about uh, in, in the notes that we have uh, before today, you talk about like um, rewarding yourself. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a moment where like a client can remember like that feeling of not not success, but like you you feel um, accomplished in getting something done? They can remember the feeling, but they still can't find a reason to reacquire the feeling. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had that by chance? Sort of. Yeah. I yeah. think sometimes people fall into that where they know what it feels like. They want to do it uh -huh. like intellectually. They know they need to do it and want right. to do it. But then there's something blocking them maybe yeah. emotionally from getting there. Right. Is that, what, is that kind of what you're Yeah. Like, like for instance, sometimes even podcasting, like I, I, know, I, I know how it feels when I have something up on Spotify or YouTube or something like that. It feels great. But then I'm like, huh, I must have been feeling unusually good that day because I got that done so quick. Mm -hmm. That's not today. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like <laughs> doing that today. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> Probably mm -hmm. ADHD. But uh, but yeah, I just I, I think that's a that's an interesting thing to like know what the feeling of accomplishment feels like and knowing that it's a great feeling, but somehow being just like disconnected from the how mm -hmm. and not being willing to get to the what. Yeah. It is very odd to me. Yeah. And a lot of people get disconnected from the how. And yeah. especially, again, entrepreneurs having to do all the back end work of the how to get to the what of the thing that you actually love to do. Or, yeah. Or, you know, it's podcasting. Or, mm -hmm. But then you have to do all the editing or, you know, running your business and you love the client work, but you don't like the back end work. And it, yeah, it really is figuring that out for you. Of, And honestly, too, I guess a quick tangent here, too, is that. We have to remember that we're humans. Yeah. We're not robots. Right. So we're not going to feel the same not every yet. single day. Not yet. <laughs> AI is on the rise. It's on the rise. Skynet's AI. not far. AI, if you're listening, and I know right. you are. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, knowing you're not always going to have the same motivation every day, knowing you're not going to be in the mood every single day, but setting yourself up for success as much as you can, but then doing the best you can and knowing that's going to change every single day. So yeah. it's not always going to be, oh, I do the same 20 activities every single week or I do the same 10 things every Monday. You know, it, it's going to change and you need yeah. to give yourself grace along the way too. But then also, yeah, finding those tools to help you make it easy as possible so there are less things to get in your way along the way. Yeah. Now, one thing you mentioned that I really do want to touch base on, and if I'm if – I'm, Wrong, let me know. But I feel like the webinar you hosted was like back in June. You, you hosted that webinar back in June, July. It was a hot minute. I, I don't know. Um, May? But Maybe. The, you, the goal one. 
Yes. Yeah. The goal personas. Yes. Talk about that for anyone who's not been on one of your webinars before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a newer framework I created this year, and I'm super excited about it. I'm actually in the process of working with someone to help me name it, get it copyrighted, and all the things. Okay. So this is sort of like you know behind the scenes in process right now. Um, but yeah, it's all about you know I came up with these six personas that I've seen across my you know dozens of clients and hundreds of people I've spoken and done workshops with. Yeah that tend to come up over and over and over again on your way to your goals. Mm-hmm. And it's really emphasizing your strengths, but also helping you understand those weaknesses or areas, you know, that you can kind of see that might get in your way yeah. and helping you identify them a lot sooner than just being frustrated when it happens in the moment. Like what you're saying to even like the, the overwhelm of the day-to-day task mm-hmm. or the procrastination, like it helps you see those more clearly and, create tools and no tools of how to move past them. So uh, the six different tools I brought these or the personas <laughs> I brought another printout, not that we're on video, but um, I was going to say, I kind of hit that we're not on video the <laughs> anymore because <laughs> he should be. Yeah. So we have, and, and we don't need to spend too much time going into this. Cause again, this could be a whole day a worth whole, of yeah, training. hundred percent. Um, but let me, let me focus on like the three main ones. Um, yeah, for sake of time, but it's really the doer, the thinker, and the talker mm-hmm. are the three I see most common. And then there's three different variations of those essentially. Yeah. But it's going back to that like strategic versus day to day, how you think. And they come back to three different areas of motivation, yeah. of momentum. So we have confidence, structure, and clarity. Those are the three things that I see when they're all working together. When you have all three of those elements, you will continue to move forward. Yeah with your goals, you will be unstoppable for the most part. But these personas are when you're missing one of those or yeah. if not two of those. So the thinker, when you have a lot of that clarity and structure, clarity of knowing where it is you're going, what those um, what those deadlines are, and the structure of the day-to-day work to right. get you there, you're able to, you know, you think through those steps. You're probably in the research stage. You're doing some of that behind-the-scenes work. Yeah but you don't have that confidence to really put yourself out there. You yeah. might be stuck kind of in the behind the scenes mm-hmm. in that overwhelm um, paralysis analysis uh, stage too, because you tend to think a lot, you tend to do right. the behind the scenes, but you're not necessarily putting yourself out there. Then we have the doer where you have a lot of confidence and structure, but not so much the clarity. So you don't have that clarity of where exactly you're going. Okay. But you have the confidence of like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere. I have yeah. all these ideas. I'm gonna do all these things. I have some structure to take a lot of action, but you end up doing like a lot of like start start and stop because you don't know exactly where you're going. So you're just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and doing a lot of things, yeah. but not intentional mm. or not intentionally. And then the talker is when you have a lot of clarity and confidence, but not so much structure. So. And you, you've probably even like heard this idea where, you know, they're all talk and no action. So you're confident, you have all these ideas of where you're going to go. You have clarity of the specific goal yeah. potentially, and you've narrowed it down, but you don't have the structure to take that day-to-day action. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of talking about it, maybe you're taking a little bit of action, but again, it's not really intentional structured action. So it's just kind of the the start, stop and, and talking. I feel attacked. <laughs> Personally, definitely me. Clocked 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's so because I, again, I have, I have, I can plan in my head all 
the systems, what I should do. But then I'm like, and like, it'll make perfect sense. But then I'll sit down and like try to do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it. Mm. Or I'll do it a little bit. And then when I'm only like a fifth or a fourth of the way through just that one little thing, I'll go somewhere else, Mm. do something else. So, but yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. definitely me a little bit. Yeah. So you, you do have some structure of a plan to know what you're supposed to do and then you just don't do it. Yeah. Or just do a very minute amount of of it Mm. and think that it's okay. Cause I'll, I'll definitely be able to take care of it the morning of when everything's due. Mm. Never. Nope. Fail every single time. Got it. So you need more of that external deadline to motivate you. It sounds like. I guess so, but even even I like will set like rem- like reminders, like I mentioned earlier, like hour, day before, week before, and it's just like, I guess it's, I guess it's the the incentive I'm lacking. So I'm, I don't know. It's 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 discombobbling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And that can happen too if. Especially you're early in your business too. When yeah. you first of all don't have as many like external deadlines, mm-hmm. you're making these for yourself, and then you're less busy with like client work. So yeah. usually when you're super busy, then you have to get it done because yeah. you have all these other things to do. But when early, and I was this way the first year of my business too. It was like, yeah. oh well, I don't have to do that, or I don't have mm-hmm. you know a real set deadline. I made that right. deadline up, so. Instead, I'm going to do the things that feel good yeah. and that are easier to me and more natural. And, yeah. you know, I'll keep building my website and adding all of these pages, yet no one is looking at my website. Right. So, you know, finding those shiny distraction objects yeah. for you of those things that feel good and you keep gravitating towards those. Yeah. But they're likely not actually helping you. Mm-hmm. And then how do you notice that you're gravitating towards that or whatever. Like, right. do you have something like when you, you know, you're supposed to be doing something, you say you do it for a few minutes and then you leave. Like, what is the other thing that you're doing that distracts you? It's so sad. It's so bad. I I'm usually just like hopping onto YouTube and watching like a reaction video that I've already seen 15 times, mm-hmm. or I'm watching someone react to a, to a music video or just, it's something that's completely unrelated, mm-hmm. but I know, but kind of to what you were saying, it gives me like a, temporarily but instant bit of gratification for doing no work. (laughs) But I will say, cause so like right now, one of my clients is pushing as or marketing heavily for global entrepreneurship week, which is happening the third week of November. And so for me right now, I definitely can't miss deadlines because we have to get so much information out. And so I tried something yesterday that funny enough, kind of kicked me into shape a little bit in a very kind of unexpected way. Yeah. So as I said before, like I've been trying to force my brain into like this streamlined mindset and my face was twitching because <laughs> it was like, no, but I, I kind of circumvented this desire to be busy elsewhere by taking what was, what's really been a simplified system for me. Like the people who kind of facilitate the event, sent me a whole document with templates and like what to say, what hashtags, all this stuff. So really inherently what I, all I should have to do is just place specifics into placeholders and just let it go. Mm. But even that my brain was like, no, this is too boring. Let's Mm. do something else. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was I found a way to actually extend the process. Cause like, so with me, it's just social media. I just need like the what, when, where, how long. So I ended up taking the whole schedule, which has a whole bunch of info that I don't really need for promotion. Mm -hmm. And then I created a whole document, which felt like more work, 
but it kind of consolidated the information to just the skeletal bits that I needed. And then I found myself like more quickly going through mm-hmm. 24 events. Yeah. So 24 events are happening next week. And, but I found myself like more easily just like doing doom, 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 doom. And then I was done. But previously, before yesterday, it was just like it was so hard just to like do one Twitter, one IG template Mm -hmm. and have that ready for my client because they're also sharing it with another nonprofit in the city who's also going to help market this event. Mm -hmm. But then I did this thing yesterday and it just like it just like boxes just started getting checked off. Mm -hmm. I was like, huh. I've never circumvented a weakness like that before. Yeah. So sort of creating a template for your brain. Yeah. Like, how would I make this super easy on myself? Just simplify it. This is all that I need. I don't need all this overwhelm of all these other things they're sending me. Right. Specify this is what I need. And then it becomes that kind of a to-do list. You're checking one, 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 one and done, one and done. Yeah. So it's technically more work, but it works for my brain that wants to be nonsensibly busy elsewhere Mm -hmm. by giving it more work. Mm. So I was like, I was like, hmm. I'm, I'm going to tell Brittany about this and to get her thoughts on it because I've, I've never done that before. I've, I've struggled with it for for years now, but of course, I'm only really starting to work this business up this year. And beforehand, granted, I hopped on with my client actually half a month before their other annual event, which was also a week long. So I had all this information that I had to like get out then. And I think I had this like new client, new business gusto at the time. So it was a lot easier, but moving through the year, 2023, I've just like lagged so hard. But then I figured this thing out yesterday. I was like, huh, huh, this works. I never thought making more work for myself would work, but apparently it works. Yeah, and sometimes it is just spending an hour to make something a little bit easier on yourself yeah. will then save you hours later. So if it feels like you're doing a tiny bit more work in the upfront, a lot yeah. of times it's so worth it just to – set yourself up for success and then you're not pulling your teeth later too. Right. Even just, again, how do you allow yourself to enjoy the process, enjoy the journey even more Mm -hmm. by doing things like that upfront. And then like one of my, (laughs) one of my taglines I've been using lately is like working smarter, not harder. Right. So doing some of that work in the upfront will 100% help you more throughout the process. And even if it's a long-term project, especially. Right. Now with hello velocity, now we have we've already established that you'll be taking your lovely honeymoon in Jamaica, <laughs> and it shall it will encompass both Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. But should anyone be aware of anything coming up with Hello Velocity? Yeah, so I'm actually in the process right now of doing my 2024 planning. Okay, and again, it was one of those. Okay, after the wedding, then I'll have brain capacity to right. uh, think <laughs> about new things. So it's still in the works right now. I don't have any specific like deadlines for specific launches or anything, mm-hmm. um, but I am. I did decide I'm going to do a promotion before the end of the year, before I leave for my honeymoon. Nice. So if anyone wants to commit to 2024 coaching start in the new mm. year, you can get a $100 discount if you buy in before the end of the year. Okay, nice. Yeah. So by December midnight on December 31st. 32nd, 31st, 31st. December 15th is going to be the cutoff, though. Oh, cutoff. 15th. All right. All right. So before this lady's honeymoon. Yes. December 15th, 2023. If you want to get some little moolah off of that 2024 coaching, Mm -hmm. best have your name in the pot by then. Yes, exactly. 100%. Yeah. I want to attract the people who are super excited to get started and they're ready to commit. 
and they want to hit the ground running in the new year and really go after those goals and not yeah. just say, oh, another year. No. I still haven't done that thing that I keep saying I'm going to do. Right. Or, you know, it's about time I really boost that confidence in the workplace right. or in my business and get that outside accountability to move there a lot quicker. And, you know, I feel like we hear so much about how people like every New Year's, there's a set of resolutions from pretty much everybody, but so many fall off. I wonder if like, and this is just a random thought, it's not like a planned question at all, but uh, I wonder if it's because or would, and if those resolutions are not like the resolutions they really want. Yeah. Yeah, that is something I see a lot with people too. Or I have a whole other talk about that that I do in the new year often <laughs> because it is such a common topic that yeah. I see that there's usually a handful of different reasons why people's New Year's goals don't work. And that's one of them is you're setting a goal that sounds good or, right. you know, maybe it's 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 usually an externally motivated goal. So it's not actually something you want, but right. maybe someone else is doing it or someone said it and it sounded good. So you're going to do it too. Or it's just one of those, like, I'm going to get abs this year. It's like, right. Is that realistic? Is that really something you want? Do you right. want the lifestyle that is required to maintain mm -hmm. abs? Mm -hmm. Likely mm -hmm. not. So like you haven't, maybe or just to get them in the it. first place. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so thinking through some of that, um, right. that, yeah, that's a huge thing is people don't, it just sounds good and then right. they don't understand what it actually takes to get there. Yeah, I 100% agree because I feel like I think January 2023 was when I started hearing about Hot Girl Summer and I was like, yo, Hot Girl Summer. I'm going to be ready for Hot Girl Summer. Mm -hmm. I was not ready for Hot Girl Summer. Not ready. Not no. Ready. And it, maybe – and I'm, and I'm going to use this as a blame thing even though it's not at all related. But I'm going to just say the fact that I have no working AC compressor in my car did not help. Ooh, it's not related, but I'm going to blame somebody else for a second. There you go. <laughs> It was not cool in my car, so I did not work to get ready for hot girl summer. Or that could be the motivator because you're sweating more. You're like, well, I'm already sweating. I might as well go to the gym. That's a fair point. But then the gym is money. It is. Random tangent. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> but it was on my mind. One other thing that's new since we chatted last year yes. is that I'm now doing corporate offerings, too, for companies. Oh, nice. Yeah, whether it's you know small local companies or bigger companies and corporations across the U.S., honestly, yeah, uh, we can do different like trainings, team building events. I'm in talks with a few other partners and working with a few other people as well, where, whether it's like a new manager training yeah. or team building events. I'm yeah. partnering with a comedian here in Charlotte, and we, we did our first one a few weeks ago, and it was so much fun. Oh, nice. So different things like that, too. So it's not just individuals anymore, but yeah. how do teams work better together? How do they communicate better? How do they intentionally bond together so yeah. and bring that back into the workplace so that they're working more effectively. Too. Right. I may have something to throw your way. Oh, I think I do. I think I really, really do. Look at that. So we'll have to stop with that off the mic. Okay. In the meantime, though, I'm so happy that I got you back in the studio. Again, yes. it's been way too long. You, you're up, you were in here, what, August 20th, 19th of 2022? Ooh. I think so. It's been a hot minute. That feels like years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you're back, new last name in hand, Yes. new life ready to go, Yeah. building on 2024. We are ready for it. Well, Brittany's ready for it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Uh, but thank you again for coming back. Anyone who wants to check out Brittany and her work, check out hellovelocity.co. Mm -hmm. And what all socials can they find you on as well? Uh, LinkedIn is where I post most often lately. Yeah. So it's still 
you can find me on under either last name, Brittany Kanaski or Dirksen, <laughs> uh, both for now. And we'll put the uh, pronunciation and spelling in the in the chat so you don't have to try Sounds to spell that yourself. And y'all, if you do follow her on LinkedIn, when I tell you during her high season, this chica is busy. Like you, uh, I swear to God, it looks like you are everywhere during your high time of the year. Yeah, sometimes. It is insane. <laughs> I got to figure out how you get on all the schedules because that looks so much like so much fun, honestly. It's so fun. Yeah, sometimes I, I stop and think, wow, this is my job now and I get paid to go do these amazing fun things with yes. wonderful people and I get to explore the city and yeah, it's, it's so fun. So check her out. Hellovelocity.co. Check her out on LinkedIn and keep an eye out for if this lady's going to be giving a talk in yours. Cause you travel quite a bit for these as well. Don't you? I'm starting to yeah. starting to. So keep an eye out. If she's in your city, go check her out. She gives some great talks. She leads great discussions and webinars. So definitely worth the check in and we'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you.